Edgy T-Saw, episode six. Blasco, who the themes, go check it out, but this is us. This week in tech, feel free to uh, steal our theme song and plug us on your show. folks, welcome back to another week here at uh, education.org. Uh, I almost said it again. Uh, uh, what, what is it? T-Saw Cat. Yeah, that's it. We're doing talking T-Saw. We're talking uh, second language acquisition. We're talking. We're just talking. Just talking. Talking smack. So, um, special thanks this week in particular to Mark Blasco for letting us steal. Actually, he didn't let us. We just stole it. Uh, <laughs> using the uh, twit theme there for a second. If you have the opportunity and are into tech, go check out uh, This Week in Tech at twit.tv. Leo Laporte, John C. Dvorak, uh, Patrick Norton, and a bunch of other folks. Um, and we're not even getting anything for plugging them. we're not getting them. anything for plugging them. But uh, if you're interested in tech and what's going on, in recent news, they're the they're the folks to, to see. It's Why are we show. plugging them? Because we stole their theme. Well, no, but I was trying oh, to yeah, segue, into... segue into it. See, I missed that. That's Darn why I'm it. not doing this for money. Uh, because this week, we are talking about tech. Woohoo! In the classroom. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> sound like an 80s video game. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, this week, uh, our topic is uh, tech in the classroom. Boone, Boone or Bane. Bane. And is that going to come through? Uh, hope so. Boone or Bane, for those of you who can't get it in stereo. Woohoo! So, um, first of all, let's, uh, let's hit uh, what is tech. All right. Tech um, can cover anything from call, computer-assisted language learning, to just uh, standard technology outside of call. Call, let's uh, do a little side trip down the call road and um, call in the beginning was software mainly in multimedia labs that uh -huh. students could use um, on their own or with the assistance of a proctor um, that aided in language learning uh, for example listening exercises speaking exercises um, there's a bunch of grammar and writing uh, components out there, software that students can use all to help uh, language learning. So tech in the classroom can be um, um, computer labs and call um, things, call <laughs> things. Call things. I love call things. All the way on the um, other spec side of the spectrum to simple radios and the old school tech. Yep. But I'm, I'm going to even push it out a little bit further. I'm going to say tech in the classroom is anything that's not you. Oh. Yeah. I'm, it's, my background is more using technology in education. So I'm going to, that's, that's where most people look at it as computers or, or overhead cameras or video or DVDs in the classroom. Yes, but really tech in the classroom is anything that's not, a, that's not part of your body. So you're saying, you're going out on the limb that even old school, as in posters, is tech. 
I'm saying the chalk is tech. The chalk and the chalkboard is tech. That's low tech. It's very low tech. I didn't say it has to be high tech. I just said it has to be tech. It's not, it's not always a circuit. It's not always uh, something going on like that. But even the difference between moving from a, a, a blackboard or a green board with chalk to a whiteboard with pens, you can use each tool in a different way. Okay. And uh, one of the things with tech in the classroom for me is uh, using choosing the right tool for the job. All right. So um, let's look at it for uh, like like people are going to use uh, construction. They're constructing constructing uh, construction 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 <laughs> buildings. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no you're along for the ride. Going. And you know what? With this new little facet, I'm along for the ride too. So Constructing meaning. That's it. Constructing meaning. And so constructing meaning is like constructing a highway. And so you're not going to be just, you're not going to, you're not going to use just any old tool. You're not going to use a jackhammer to pound a nail in. But it's fun. But it is, and entertaining. <laughs> However, it's not the best tool for the job. You're not gonna use a sledgehammer to to pound the nail for your drywall, because you're gonna have to rehang the drywall. Um, you're gonna use the you know a, a hammer that's not too big, a hammer that's not too small, nails that aren't too big, just a fine finishing nail to to get the plywood up on the wall. So anyway, you see my point. Use the right tool for the job. He's going with this. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you feel strongly about it, you got to go for it. I so, never drywalled, so I don't know. Oh, you, you, <laughs> missed, a, you missed a big portion of my life. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to tech. Yes. Um, so using tech in the classroom is like choosing the right tool for the job. Um, if you have to, sometimes, you know, you use that butter knife to instead of the screwdriver. It's not the best tool, but it works. And it sometimes, does work. Sometimes uh, as a teacher in a classroom, that's your situation. All you got is is your cutlery drawer, and so you got to pull out a butter knife to screw in the. Well, that analogy doesn't really work either. Yeah, but but the man's on analogy fire right now, <laughs> so I ain't stopping him. Um, so what are? Let's take a look and uh, try to make a short list of all the tech things that could possibly in a, be in a classroom. What have we talked about? What have we mentioned so far? We've mentioned call call. Radios. Radios. Uh, well, let's just do the whole electronic circuit. Let's do the electronics first. So you have computer and computer-aided presentations. Yep. Um, DVDs, CDs, uh, the whole just audio-visual uh, yep. element. Tape, Tapes. VHS, audio tape. Eight-track. Eight-track. <laughs> really old-school system. Real-to-real. Um, real. What else am I using? Video cameras. Video cameras. Um, MP3 players, TVs, TVs, um, LCDs, LCDs, or data shows, data displays for data other displays. parts of in Morocco. That's what they were calling them. Data displays for LCDs. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. OHPs. OHPs. OHCs. What's an OHC? OHC is next generation uh, overhead projector, uh, overhead cameras, where you have mm. a camera. And some of them go as far as having a little light source to illuminate um, the papers that you put down. So it just basically takes a video um, or a still shot of whatever the document is and projects that through um, an LCD. 
Oh, that's cool. Through a projector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, microphones. Microphones. Um, electric circuit. Um, iPods. I said MP3 players. Yeah. Are coming into vogue nowadays. Yep. Yep. Um. I can't think anything else. Yeah. I think we hit most of it. Um, I usually, uh, other kind of tools, uh, flash drives. Yes. For, I mean, depending on your, your setup, but flash drives to have the students uh, uh, transport their files instead of floppy drives or CDs. I like flash drives best. It's the easiest thing. Yeah. And they hold a lot more than either of the, either fly, uh, floppy drives or even burned CDs and right. less likely to get scratched, broken, data damaged. Well, and if kind. you're Mac people like we are, uh, floppy disk uh, <laughs> can't floppy be used anymore. Don't work. Yeah, I haven't, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I go both ways as far as the computers go. Um, the, uh, I build my own PCs generally and uh, the Macs are great machines. Um, <laughs> and they should pay us too. They should, they should. <laughs> but um, they won't. I do have a PC um, and I use it mainly for when students do give me floppy disk and I have to put it then onto a zip drive, jump drive. Play. See, yeah, drive. with with the um, with the uh, machines that I've built at home, I haven't put a, uh, a floppy drive in it since uh, basically the IMAX came out and said, you don't need, you don't need no stinking floppy drive. That's right. Strong bad rocks. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, so those are the high-tech techs in the classroom. Now, what are some of the low-tech techs? Like I said, uh, chalk, blackboard, uh, paper. Whiteboard. Whiteboard, uh, posters. Uh, arts and crafts materials. Arts and crafts materials, pens, paper, uh, pens, papers, uh, markers, tape, glue, scissors. Would you go as far as just basic handouts? Yes, yeah. I, I would go that far, but I'm, uh, you know, freak. I, I will qualify it as in um, documents that you create specifically for a task. Yes. Which, I mean, it is most, but their textbook, I wouldn't include that as tech. Not, not no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've, I think that would fall into a different sort of a thing. Right. But, but whereas but... I did a... Um, when I was teaching conversation and just body parts and describing facial features and things like that, I created a wanted poster uh -huh, and they uh -huh. had to draw it. And so I would say under your would, definition, that would be tech. I would, I would agree. I would, I would, <laughs> that's how it I feel about this of, low tech thing, but yeah. hey. Um, but I think that is uh, uh, an important part of the thing because you want to use like, you want to use a specific tool the chalkboard would not have worked as well for your wanted poster because it's not mobile anymore right and so you know it is a it is tech but it's not what people automatically think of when they think of tech people when you say tech people think computers yes and it's uh here to say that it's not uh always just computers i mean it can be and in some places it is Email us and tell us how much we're wrong at scott at education.org and scott Duarte at education.org. Yes, yes. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> Continue. Didn't, do, didn't your... do the interviews or the uh, intros. So I'm Scott. He's Scott. We're Scott. We're Scott. <laughs> it's Yellow Shirt Day. It's Yellow Shirt Day and we're a little punchy. So <laughs> uh, 
Oh, uh, and today is uh, what day is it? June June fifteenth. And so, for those of you who are overseas uh, and American, your taxes were due today. So, there you go. One other benefit of uh, living overseas and teaching. Anyway, getting back tech. to low tech. Boone Bain. What's Boone? Boone. Boone is a good thing. Boone is a good thing. Boone is a good thing. Um, I would definitely say you want to use, well, now that we've expanded the bubble of tech, yeah. Yeah. you definitely want to use tech in the classroom. It keeps everything from getting monotonous and boring and gives a little spice to your student's life. Yeah. Let's, uh, for, the, for the purposes of our discussion, let's stick with the things that are, quote, high tech. Thank as you. tech in the classroom. All well, right. no problem. I just wanted to make sure that people understood that even a chalkboard could be considered technology because it's not you. And so, um, but for, for purposes of our discussion and for the purposes of the general audience, it's, it's more common to refer to computer stuff. That's the tech stuff. Okay. So that's, I mean, we'll, we'll say electronics. Sounds good. Okay. So when uh, does it become a bane? When does it become a bane? When you oh no, we're we're still doing the boon. I'm sorry, I, I jumped ahead. Yeah. Ahead. <laughs> okay, it's boon when it's used right. You do not. Yeah. Was that a wait? Was that a question? No. Okay. When it's used right, it is a boon. You do not want to just show videos every single day, and your your students might love that. Actually, in the the long run, in my experience. About the third video, they're like, what are we paying for? Is, is it a movie ticket or is it a class? Right. And uh, unless there is a reason. If you're doing film, you can, you can deal. You can, there's a purpose for it. Right. But um, a lot of people aren't doing film, but uh, are still doing a lot of the you know, videos every day. Right. But still, using film in class, don't get us wrong, it can be a good thing. And there's some excellent books out there that um, give you exercises and ideas about using film. Uh, Susan Stempleski's Film, which is uh, one of the resources by Oxford, um, oh. I think. Uh, okay. Sorry, Cambridge, if you put it out. But I think it's Resources from Oxford. It's uh, a simple book with just film on the front. Mm. And I'm pretty sure Susan is the author of it and it gives you exercises and goes even as far as to give you different films to use with the exercises um, okay if you so, so it's choose. like general general exercises um they have some specific goals and some general uh, for example I, mean, I, I was referring to is it for specific just for specific movies or exercises that can be i think applied both. to any i think both. Oh, both yes so that's a good one um so using film can be good and very helpful in your class, um, but just not all the time. Yeah, yeah, because and you need a you need to have a purpose. You know, you need to, as a teacher, you need to be asking yourself, why am I doing it this way? What why am objective? I doing this? And what am why am I doing this? What is the objective? Uh, and soon, probably two three weeks from now, we'll start. We'll have a, an objective show. What is an objective and all that. I'll like to listen to that one. I bet. <laughs> I bet. It'll be good for you. Uh, anyway, back to the movies, uh, the videos. Um, I've seen people use effectively, surprisingly enough, 
things like friends in the classroom, but they're not doing it as, well, they're partially doing it as an academic class. They're looking at friends as a cultural phenomenon. Right. And uh, studying slang, how did having the students go through and, and look at, uh, look at a Friends episode and then compare it to how did, did something from Friends spawn slang and stuff like that. It's kind of, it, was, it was interesting. But I've also seen people go in and just show Friends and say, what did they say? Yeah, basic, five basic questions about it and yeah. there and, you go. Uh, I mean, for a conversation class, you could probably get away with a bit of that. But the problem with, with, using, with overusing any sitcom uh, whether it's Friends or Everybody Loves Raymond or, or uh, any of a half a dozen others, is that uh, it's not challenging academically, even though it might be challenging to understand. Right. It, it, if they're going planning to go to the U.S. to study, you might not get everything out of it that you want to get out of it, that they need to get out of it. True, true. And, um, well, this, this is kind of a moot point. Uh, because of technology of the times, and I don't even think that they put out a VHS copy of the season one through season ten of Friends, so now everything's on DVD only. Yeah, uh, you might be able to find the first couple seasons on VHS. Maybe, but um, if you're still old school in it and using videotapes, switch to DVDs for numerous reasons. Uh, one is one of the biggest I find subtitles. Mm -hmm. um, you can play them in English along with just the standard audio component so that the students who are lower um, on the level rung in your class can understand almost as much as the upper higher level students in the class because no with class the subtitles shown. with the subtitles showing. Sh subtitles in English or subtitles in the other language? English. In English. Mm -hmm. It it defeats the purpose if the subtitles are in their native language because they just tune out the audio, the listening component. Yeah, and what I've found is that sometimes the subtitles don't track right. with what they're saying. Don't reflect the appropriate. Yep, or a, even a decent translation of what it is. Anyway, Boone, so you have, you with the advent of DVDs and DVDs with subtitles and things like that, you have the opportunity to expose, particularly for culture, to expose students to a huge variety of material. And not just things like sitcoms, friends, whatever, but things from uh, NPR, things from uh, public TV. Uh, what's the public TV? PBS. Um, right. Things from Discovery, History Channel, you name it. And you can find a documentary on it. Bang cautions, though. Um... Don't be careful about um, building up your DVD collection and bringing it overseas mm. because, you know, they have those little regions and if you're not tech savvy and can't region free your school's uh, DVD players, then they're not going to play the region ones. Right, right. And so um, uh, check with your lawyer <laughs> um, about making things region free or not. Um, because we can't say that you can do it or not. We, we can't say that there are internet sites that will provide 
the codes for the specific players. Yeah, because if we say that, then it might seem like we're condoning it, which we're not. You shouldn't no do that. Way. You should rebuy all of those DVDs because that's what the MPAA wants. Anyway, that's a different rant. Sorry. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So just be careful on that front. Um, a lot of schools, though, nowadays, they, they know that they can't get the quantity of titles yeah. uh, in their native region. So they have one or two machines set up for region one, well, and US, Canada. And that was one of the biggest things that I found is, you know, in Japan here, it's, it's, it's well developed. I mean, there's a lot of, you can get almost anything, but the key word there is almost, because uh, there are some series or some PBS shows that are just never put over to region two because there's no audience for them. Or the audience form is so small as to, to not, you know, uh, warrant a release. And so, or the release comes years after the, the originals. Right. And uh, while that may be fine for the, uh, the media company, but as a teacher, it's like, well, what I, I saw this great thing on, on Discovery or on the History Channel, and, and I, I want to use it. Well, I want to use a piece of it, and so there's where, at least for U.S. law, fair use comes in, right. and uh, snag it. You know, don't hold back. Um, but I'm not a lawyer, so. <laughs> DVD Bane number two. Yeah. Um, your favorite series that would work so well in your classroom. Be careful before you buy it because that baby might not have subtitles. Yes. I um was I put together a law and order, basically, um, unit working about the court system of the U.S., the court and criminal system uh, in the U.S., and I wanted to show some CSI uh -huh. um, because that was a component from the textbook and it would work beautifully. I went to, I first went to Blockbuster, luckily, to rent it to make sure, and no, it didn't. It was brand, it just came out on DVD, but they still... No English subtitles. Saw fit not to put it well, with English subtitles. They must, have, they must have relied on the uh, closed caption system. Maybe. Which is another point. The closed caption system in the U.S., which is required in all televisions <clears throat> in the United States, is not required anyplace else. So if you are looking to, planning to use the, the closed caption system, you know, the black box with the white letters in your TV, um, you can buy an adapter uh, that you can hook up to a TV that does not have the closed caption system. But in Japan, they don't use the closed caption system. They use more, more prominently, they use what's called an open caption system where you don't need a special thing and they just throw the kanji and stuff up on the screen. Right. So um, it, it's uh, called, what is it, Capture Junior? I forget what it's called. But you can get a closed capture a closed caption box uh, that you can run stuff through. But again, it's going to work on some things. It's not going to work on others. All right. So you're starting to get a feel a little bit for the boon slash bane. Um, every coin has two sides. Right. Now I'm going to start spouting. Uh, Poison cliches. lyrics. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you're starting, starting to get a feel for, okay, there's for, there, for every good thing, there's a bad thing. Right. And uh, let's uh, shift from a audiovisual over to uh, computers in the classroom. Well, let's let's do one more thing. Um, go straight to audio. Okay. Um, using CDs 
is a wonderful thing. Um, a boon that I found, and I'm going to give software plug, Audacity. Audacity rocks. Is an awesome, awesome software that will allow you to change the tempo of your um, audio without changing the pitch. So a lot of programs you can, or even machines, you can make them go faster or slower, but when you uh, slow them down, they sound like this. And well, anybody our age has had a record player at home. Yeah. And it's when you drag your finger along the label and they start to speak reasonably. So, exactly. But Audacity keeps the pitch level and it doesn't make it perfect. But for those, for example, I use it in my speaking listening. When I have a lecture um, that I pulled from a source that is too high for the students. Mm -hmm. um, if you're familiar with the I plus one, um, where you're supposed to keep it at, it's probably I plus five. Mm. And I know that if I play it at regular speed, the students are just not going to get it. They're mm. not going to be able to comprehend it. So I throw it in Audacity, slow it down, um, and it put it at a workable level for my students. Mm. And That's it cool. works well. Yeah. One great thing about Audacity is uh, it's open source software. So how much does it cost? Free. Free, baby. Um, it's uh, the GNU public license and uh, is available at sourceforge.org, sourceforge.net, one of those two. I would just Google Audacity. Yeah, if you Google Audacity, I'll try to, if I can get my, my stuff together, I'll uh, put a link to it Okay. Uh, up in the show notes, but uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, but Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, great program. What is the bane of it? it? It eats up your time. Eats up time, and Audacity actually does not have a built-in MP3 encoder. And so you need to also download a separate uh, um, utility called LAME, L-A-M-E, uh, that will encode the Audacity file uh, into MP3s. I believe Audacity uses WAVES or AVIs. Oh, as, WAVES? Uh, AIFFs, AIFFs, which is okay. what your standard uh, CD yeah. has. Yeah. That format. So if you're if you're taking it over to a CD, then you don't need the layman encoder for MP3s. If you're going to put it up on a website, you know, like if you if you do the recording like we're doing here, and you're going to put it up on a website, uh, you do want an MP3 just because you don't know what kind of connection your students are going to have. Is it high speed? Is it low speed? How big is the file? Becomes a very important issue. If you have a Mac, though, you can use QuickTime Pro, and uh, you can convert it yourself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right. And QuickTime Pro is only $20 that's to, not a bad to, way to go. Uh, boost up from just regular QuickTime. QuickTime Pro allow you to record? Yes, it does. But you have to have a pretty good mic. Oh, really? For it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. All right. Uh, so from that, with into uh let me let me hit one other thing on audio as long as we're uh, okay. still sitting here um using podcasts Woohoo! yeah uh don't be afraid get out there and use them um find them use them it's a good idea if you're going to be using it in uh in the classroom it's a really good idea to contact the person who is putting out the podcast 
to make sure that it's going to be okay for you to use it. It's better to get permission than to have somebody all whining and cry because you use their... Uh... Or at least check their website. Most of the time on their website they have, this is fine for classroom purposes. Yeah, um, there was there's one guy in the northern part of Japan who found out uh, and not it wasn't trying to screw him. He was he was trying to find good stuff for his kids in the classroom, but he was using it. He was using the podcast in the class and didn't contact the, the guy and the guy blew a gasket. And it was just I thought it was stupid, honestly. Um, but he's like, well, he, the school was getting paid because the students were paying the school. And so they were using it and it's not supposed to be that way. Well, just just contact whoever it is. Say, look, I want to use your podcast. Otherwise, call free use, free uh, fair use. Personally, if you're going to make a podcast and put it out on the internet, expect people to use it. Yeah, well, and if if any of you want to use this beautiful piece of audio in your classroom <laughs> for nineteen ninety five or free, go ahead. Whichever is cheaper. Yeah, but if you do use it in the classroom, please let us know. That would be uh, very entertaining for us. Uh, that someone's stupid enough to use hey, this gar oh, um, yeah, brilliant yeah. enough to use our <laughs> wonderful audio anyway uh, so um, if you're going to use podcasts check it out but there are some really great story podcasts um, there's uh, if you're doing a SF unit there's a great podcast called escape pod uh, I believe escapepod.com or escapepod.org um, this year they have the Hugo winning award or Hugo nominated uh, short stories are being being read by some very good uh, voice Sweet. people. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. And, well, I mean, uh, if if you're listening to this podcast, and we hope you are, then you can simply enough uh, put in ESL on iTunes or whatever you're using, and you'll get probably, last time I did it was like 20 or 30 different ESL-related mm -hmm. podcasts, and a lot of those are made strictly for students in the classroom yes yes and so uh yeah and i will check say the the guy who was using who had put out the podcast and kind of lost his mind because it was being used in the classroom the the podcast was not geared for uh students it was not geared towards education it was just basically an audio blog and oh, okay i still think the guy's an if, idiot if you're but... gonna put an audio blog or any kind of blog expect it to be read and used be and happy people are listening to your exactly. stuff exactly that's you what know? you put it out there for people to listen yeah. and now more people are listening exactly to it. and you know if they like it they'll tell their friend anyway that's use us use, use us, us please <laughs> we're cheap and easy <laughs> uh, all right so back to boone bain so uh podcasts check them out um and you can tell your students to download them themselves and not make it a classroom activity because extensive listening using using any sort of audio and getting the language in the kids ears i feel is important how do you feel i feel it's important also <clears throat> but um i want to address a slight bane to that yes um if you're in the u.s all, all's good but with japan itunes japan they can't the kids won't have access to a lot of them because of the um the podcast Oh, well, no, the directory in Japanese. It, oh, 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 oh. It's uh, not syncing yeah, up see, too well. I see, I see. Uh, there's a way around that. What you do is after you've logged in, you go down and you change your country to U.S. Right. And as long as you're not buying anything, 
it's not going to give you it's not going to throw that big of a fit and then you can see what some of the top stuff are. you should also check out uh other places where you can find us podcast pickle uh where where are we i don't podcast have alley podcast pickle um uh, podcast of course, iTunes. <laughs> uh yeah lots of places lots of places um so yeah, go check out any of the podcast. Type in podcast directory in Google and check those out. Amigo. Yeah, it'll give you Amigo Fish. Or we're in Amigo Fish. Good. It'll give you a huge list. Yeah, yeah, of and them. and audio. Uh, Yahoo has a podcast thing. Did we make it on there? Which I think one? We did Yahoo. Uh, possibly. Yeah. What Potter X? iPotter X. Uh, I don't I, know if we got on that directory. I think they but might that be is tied in with we'll, podcast. We'll throw a little. Yeah biscuit out anyway get uh yeah just hit google and hit podcast directory and there's a whole snot load so enjoy it so use uh cds students love doing closed activities and various things with music yep uh, again don't do that all the time because yep. even students will burn out on it yes yeah um and uh, there's enough there to where you should be able to have you know one you know, not repeat for six weeks exactly you know all sorts of stuff out and around um let's go to computers yeah let's go to computers i love computers i sometimes love hey, computers. computers i i say that and i have in my office and our our office what's the dimensions of that maybe eight by 16 eight by 16 and i have four computers up and running for uh my students and myself to use for what I currently, my big tech in the classroom is I turn my speaking listening, I think I mentioned this before, two or seven times, uh, turned my speaking listening class into a film production class. So I have two Mac minis um, in there for students to edit their films on iMovie, which is a great freaking um, piece of software. I have my own... Uh, iMac G5 so that the students don't mess up my computer and I can edit my own stuff on there. And then I have one PC which I use for my, I have two lowbrow cameras, uh, video recorders basically. They shoot um, MPEG-2s and AVI files and which I can't convert their Windows based um, on SD cards. And oh. so I use the PC to convert them to uh, basically MP4s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, then I can play with that in the iMac. But it's a bane because I think every tech problem I've had, I could, I could find with Apples and PCs and the software in general, I've hit. And so uh -huh. I've spent so much time trying to do runarounds and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we got five minute warning. So um, uh, let's let me kind of gloss over the the bane. Yeah, five minutes to the bell rings. Oh, to the so, bell. Okay. Um, I'd like to wrap up by then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I don't want to go too much over forty minutes. Okay. So anyway. Um, the, the main problem with using computers in the classroom is, uh, the computer does not replace the teacher. The video thing, that's way cool. It's got the, it's, it's a project-based learning idea. Yeah. Right. 
and gets the kids using, interacting, and writing, and reading, and acting. And Inside acting. and outside of the classroom, yeah. they need to use uh, English. So. In English, yeah. And so they're, they're getting a lot of really good uh, practical... Quality time. Yeah, with the language. And so it's, it's a very good thing. The, the good thing about the computers in the classroom is, boy, you can do a lot of stuff with it, almost anything, any, from video editing to <clears throat> research on papers to I don't read student handwriting anymore. I don't look at it. If they hand me something that's handwritten, I hand it back and say, I don't do that. It's the 21st century. Uh, go type that. And actually, my office mate has basically a paperless class. Yeah. Yeah, they, they turn it in over the internet, and he t gives it back over the internet. With comments and everything, which you can do easily with, or maybe not easily, but you can do it with Microsoft Word. You can do Word. it with Word, yeah. And uh, yeah. once you get the hang of it, it, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. And it, <clears throat> I can go through a paper almost as fast on the computer as I can by hand. Uh, I, I skim faster in paper. I use my laptop uh, in the classroom all the time, just so I don't have to touch chalk. Yeah, I chalk. I, I prepare PowerPoints. Uh, for everything, well, everything that I'm going to do, need uh, the chalkboard for, that I can foresee, and put it up there. And so it's easier for my students to read the computer font than my handwriting. Yeah. It saves uh, me from dealing with chalk or pens on, on uh, whiteboards. Yeah. And so it's good with that. Now, I'm talking quickly to, to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. beat the five minutes, TikTok, but... TikTok. There's uh, programs out there or systems out there like Blackboard and Moodle, yep. and we'll have whole podcast um, dedicated dedicated to just to these yep. that are very that are pretty user friendly and deal with forums and building blocks. Building, yeah, building community and putting together, p bringing the pieces of a class together online for stuff like that. It, they're there's so much that can be said about these things and which one's better than what and all of that, that uh, it's actually hard to get into in this little bit of time. But now the bane of computers in the classroom. First, things break. Things break. Not cheap. Exactly. Computers and getting yourself a loaded, loaded we're lucky here, but getting yourself a loaded system where every, every student has a computer, um, expensive. Exactly. And the, the... Uh, there's a band right there. Japan, you would think very mm -hmm. high tech. A lot of my students, their families don't even have computers at home. Yep, yep. And the other thing, big danger that I find is uh, sometimes teachers who are not so experienced or are too experienced try to use the, the computer as a uh, babysitter instead of what it's supposed to be for, which is to augment. It's a tool. Right. So, another bane of computers is um, they can be very time-consuming. Yes. Um, I had a friend who just put together a quiz on Moodle. It took him basically three hours. Right. To right. Put it together for one class. Hopefully, he'll use it next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's the type of quiz that you can't just plug in other things into it. Yeah. Some of some of the things I used to have an account at Kia.com, and the same same kind of a thing. I had all of this stuff that it took all this time to set up, only used it once, and that and, goes back to our recycling that we talked about. Exactly. Before. And so I mean, if the time you put into it far outweighs the time that you're going to use it, I say chuck it. 
really, yeah. for uh, tech in the class. Yeah. Um, we will come back and hit this topic again, but the music says bye-bye, so goodbye. Next week, we're going to get into extensive reading. Extensive uh, reading. For the next two weeks, actually. Yep. Uh, first, we will have a guest for each of those two weeks. Coming up next week is uh, Tracy Kramer, our resident uh, pro for extensive reading. We'll be asking him, what is ER? Uh, why? It's a good show. Yes, right. Uh, how we got into it, what, what's it about, all of that good stuff. And then the following week, we will have uh, Paul Goldberg on. Who is doing a pretty cool research project based in extensive reading. Yep, so we'll be able to talk to them and uh, see what they're doing. We are out of here. I'm Scott. I'm Scott. Take care, everyone. Peace. See you next week. Bye.